0: Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. The original. The original. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois.
1: And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Did you notice? Did I notice? I got new jeans. Oh, nice. So like I
0: have, I usually have like one pair of jeans Mm -hmm. that I wear and that's it. Mm. Um, And so I had a black pair that I was rocking for a while. And I uh, got a hole in the pocket. And so it was kind of annoying me. Mm. And so Jen's like, hey, here's some clothes money. You will go get some clothes. So I got- Oh,
1: I love that Jen gives you an allowance. Oh, yeah. just It just makes me so happy. Yeah, it makes me happy too. Just giving you your allowance. Yeah. Well, if I gave myself allowance-
0: Oh, no, I know you. I would have 100 coats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I no, no, have a hundred. No, no, co- trust me, I understand. <laughs> have you seen my shoe closet? Yeah,
0: see that's. It. But the thing is, we wouldn't be able to pay our bills. That's ah, that's the difference. Um, ah. I would. Uh, I tend to spend. So I went and I got a pair of gray jeans that fit good, a pair of regular blue jeans that fit good, and now I got to go by and get a couple shirts and uh, got a new belt.
1: Had to get a new belt. Well, smaller. Mm, oh yeah. You know, I'm actually feeling pretty good about yeah, myself. Yeah. I'm on my last loop. Yeah,
0: you're uh, you're transferring is what you're doing. You're transferring <laughs> the weight you're losing to me because I I'm five foot four, and I'm supposed to weigh 150 to 155 pounds. I think.
1: Mm. Uh, yeah,
0: I am uh, 191.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: And uh, I weighed 196 at my heaviest. I was 186, like for the years and years. And uh, from 186, I started running. I lost all the weight. I got down to like 150, 155. Felt great for a number of years. And it's been slowly cr- climbing back up.
1: And, it hasn't been as slow as you think.
0: that uh, has, because I, I kept track. i was just playing. I weigh myself. Uh, but it's been very certain. It's been, <laughs> mm. it's been very certain. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to need to make some changes. So I'm just sharing with our friends. I'm just sharing with the audience uh, that, uh, I'm, you know, I've been I'm trying to go to the gym. I say trying. I'm making it, going into the gym, you know, doing some stuff. You've been going? A little bit. Okay. Yeah, you know, um, changing my schedule around, doing some of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, But here's the thing, because you just made me think of this again. I've been thinking about this for a week. Uh, I'm 50, and, you know, I'm 50, overweight. I need to take better care of myself. Uh, one of the things that I need to learn to do is I learned to need to do real stretching, like actual stretching. And because you, no, I'm not making fun of you. You got up and stretched just now. You said, oh, I got to stretch. And I was teasing you, you're not stretching, you're standing up. But like, no, I know. Like I literally, I'm stiff all the time. Yeah. I'm super stiff. I'm in pain a lot. And I think I'm going to hire somebody for like one session, just to show me, or maybe two, show me how to stretch every day. As an older guy, I'm getting older. I'm not old, but I'm older.
1: Oh, you're getting older. Okay.
0: Old. So, but I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to. Uh, I was just talking to Jen about it. I'm going to hire somebody to to show me the proper way to actually stretch, so that I you know feel better, especially you know if I'm trying to get into better shape. So yeah, that's my. So inf- then, why
1: were you making fun of me?
0: What What else am I supposed to do? First of all, I was making fun of you because I got a stretch and you stood up and you're like, ah, uh, I'm like. That's not stretching. And then you extended your tiny
1: little arms like, no, because I get my legs. I got up and you can hear everything crack. Everything's like,
0: bro, I know. But listen, I I make fun of you because I love you.
1: I, I love you too.
0: Okay, just you know, just take it, wait, <laughs> take wait. it
1: like a man. See <laughs> <laughs> be
0: a little baby about it. I'm not being a baby. You be a little You're baby. Being a baby, baby. Oh, I was making fun of the baby. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah, if you guys have any suggestions on stretching, like any videos or whatever, send them my way. I'll check them out. Um, but yeah, I'm probably, yeah, but I'm probably not gonna. I'm probably just going to hire somebody to like show me how to do it. That's fine. I think there's wrong with real ways that. to do it. Like there are people that you can actually hire people that will stretch you. Like people will come in and they'll stretch yeah. you. Or, I don't want to do that. I want somebody to show me how
1: do I need to be doing this. Well, I mean, you go to the gym. They got to have a staff person there that you can. Yeah, the staff at Planet Fitness basically just hands out slices of pizza. Or
0: <laughs> listen, Planet Fitness is the the whole. This, listen, that's where I go. It's an it's it's a very nice, clean place. Planet Fitness is designed for people that don't want to go to the gym. That's what it's for. Hmm. They they have, what, 10,000 members per gym uh, is, like, their goal. And they don't have a lot of the equipment that serious gym people want for, like, deadlifting, chalk, and all that stuff. They don't have that. And um, so they have all the basic equipment. So, like, the real serious people tend to not go. Some of them do. Uh, but people like to have gym memberships because they want to go, but they don't go. Mm. And uh, and then they what do they do? They they give away pizza once a month. Do they really? Yeah, they
1: do. Yeah, like bagels. <laughs> no, they <laughs> actually do that. Yeah. Okay, it's like they're just like, hey, this is cheat day.
0: Uh, I think it's just Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but uh, but you can't. There are some super fit people there that are really you know taking advantage of it, and doing doing great. But uh, yeah, so. That's where I go. That's where you go. The uh, the no judgment
1: zone. I'm not judging you. No, that's what it's called. Oh, oh, okay. They, they don't judge you unless
0: you come in like in one of those uh, string, string tops like showing off your pecs and your muscles. Then they yell at you. Then they judge you.
1: Oh, that's pretty funny. If
0: you carry around a big gallon water jug, they judge you. Really? In fact, they used to have an alarm. You'll see it up on the wall. The lunk alarm, lunk head alarm, something like that. If somebody is like taking off their shirt and like being all crazy, they, they hit the alarm
1: that's pretty funny yeah that i mean that's you listen (laughs) it's funny it's it's rude poor guy's trying to work out do his thing yeah and i get i mean okay so they're okay they're trying to make it where like they're flipping the script right they're flipping the script from other you know other gyms where those guys are the predominant one that everyone else feels yeah they're like no 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 you're but in thing. charge here but like,
0: like i'm old school like i see a guy in a nice car and i go look at that nice car I, yeah i'd like to have a nice car like yeah. that i don't go look at that jerk oh for what sure the he got that one oh, or like yeah. if i see somebody who's really fit i go look at them that's awesome yeah, well that's done. how i yeah that's yeah. how i feel i people look like, oh they're showing off <laughs> yeah and so would you yeah, you probably take off your shirt to check out your forum if you were ripped yeah exactly Anyhow. exactly all right well we got some emails Mm-hmm. and uh one of them is from a guy named ross and he says gents t T-f- t f a y d what the heck does that mean that feeling no too far to inf- No. do you know what t f a y d means nope google it for me all right uh t f a y d t f a y d an exclamation point it means something and i'm we're obviously too old to understand it or just too clueless. I'm too old. You're just unplugged from the internet. That's why you don't know what that means. Thanks for all you do. Oh, geez, bro. How are we supposed to know that?
1: <laughs> and you know what? It's airline pilot uh, lingo.
0: Okay. All right. Hey, well, listen, Ross, thank you for saying that. All right. He says, I'm a member of a reformed SBC church. Do you have a list anywhere? Or can you give us one of your favorite books, videos, articles, commentaries that we can buy for our elders and teachers and workers and members?
1: Mm. Mm -mm -mm. All right. So we'll
0: just give you a few basic ones because obviously every church is different. And um, depending on how educated your people are theologically or whatever, there are going to be differences. But um, we will do some basic recommendations here. And I'm going to start off with give them all now this is for everybody elders and teachers if you want to do something big give them all a really nice binding of your confession of faith if you are yeah. a reformed sbc church that means that you are a second london confession church um so get them uh, we, we here's get the, the plug PDHB. we're giving them away <laughs> it's really good you can get any kind you like but this is the nicest version we got one for all of our worship leaders because we want them to have access to it so they can use it hmm. um so yeah, get them a good confession of faith that they can hold, that they can take home. They should be reading through it. They should be taking notes. Um, yeah, man, that's a, that's a good gift because it is a, a deeply theological uh, resource that grounds them in your theological tradition uh, that can help them to articulate the faith that they that they hold to, uh, maybe in ways that they are somewhat unfamiliar. But uh, yeah, it connects them to history. I would say get them all a copy of the confession. That's a good place to start.
1: Uh, another great one is uh, systematic theology, mm. right? Like, just get them a good Systheo Yeah, like Wayne oh, Grudem. Oh no, no, Wayne no. Grudem. There's, there's better ones. Really? I heard that that's the best systematic <laughs> theology. I was actually looking to see if you have it.
0: I do. I'm sure I have. Yeah, it. there, I see yeah, it down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I got a lot of that. I also have the Satanic Bible by Anton Levay. <laughs> just because i have a book doesn't mean it's my favorite book
1: yeah fair 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 yeah. fair but yeah no i mean what would it. we
0: give if we were going to give an actual systemat to uh, somebody what would we do
1: oh um why are you even pausing you know what you're gonna say well i'm just saying is, is there's one no one's given four volumes come on <laughs> that's what i was trying to think through uh homeboy yeah yeah i can't remember his name Burkhoff. Burkoff. You've read all of burkoff I can not remember his name. I'm looking for your Burkhoff right there. That's why I was like
0: It's over in the Systematic Theology. Oh, that's section. why I'm looking. I don't yeah. see it though. Um, it might be out. Who knows? Oh, no,
1: there it is. I see it. Yeah. Good one. Volume is Burkhoff. Yeah.
0: Burkhoff is just great. We don't have a great Baptist Systematic Theology yet. Though, oh, mm-hmm. Matthew Barrett's working on one. Yeah? Yeah. That could be really good. That could be. Interested in that. In fact, we're going to have Matthew Barrett on the podcast this month talking about systematic theology, so stay oh, tuned. Oh, that's going to be good. So yes, I agree, Jimmy, a good systematic theology. Now listen, it, if they're elders, yeah, a systematic theology. That they're going to need that. Um, if they're just a teacher in your class, yes, some of them are going to love a Theo. Some of them might not be ready for that, and yeah. so there are other uh, volumes that are that are also somewhat comprehensive but aren't as technical. Um, I would recommend, if they're not ready for a, a proper systemat. Go with uh, Foundations for the Christian Faith by James Montgomery Boyce. Uh, that's a big book, covers a lot of stuff, and it's a great intro. It reads a bit more. It's certainly an easier read. It's accessible to any adult, but um, but it's comprehensive. And it's, it's really kind of organized more like uh, the Institutes of the Christian Religion by John Calvin. Mm. Okay, another resource uh, for your people, uh, just have them default to Gill's commentary on the Bible. Yeah. Uh, everybody's looking for commentaries. And if you ask anybody who studies scripture regularly, if you say, what's the best commentary set? They'll say, well, you want to choose different commentaries for different books of the Bible. Yep. That's the best yep. way to do it. And that's absolutely true. That's why we use Logos. Yep. Um, I mean, I have tons of commentaries, not tons, but I have a lot of commentaries on my shelves, but I've stopped buying them because I just get them all through Logos now. Yeah. Because um, yeah, you, Same. there are certain, commentaries that are best for and certain scholars that are best for certain books of the bible however um while you're doing that a great classic commentary uh is john gill on the entire bible you can find it online for free we'll link to it in the show notes uh but let them know like hey listen when you're reading through passages when you're teaching your students uh when you're teaching or preaching uh reference that if you're looking for a good simple reference that's going to stay on point it's very good i still use it today uh Mm. with all logos and everything I still check Gil. Love Gil.
1: Yeah. You know what? Um, I'm going to go with for elders. Yep. uh, The shepherd leader. Yeah. By Whitmer. Was it uh, Timothy Whitmer? Timothy Whitmer. Timothy Whitmer. I wasn't sure about his
0: first name. Mm. Timothy Whitmer. Timothy
1: Whitmer. Yep. Oh, fantastic. So important. Absolutely critical. It really hits at like the need
0: for shepherding, right? That's the idea. Yeah. Caring for people. You're not just decision makers. You're not that's just right. a board. Yes, you have to make decisions. Yes, you have to do all that stuff. But uh, that's it's such a, a a good book that directs or redirects your elders to really care for the people. Yeah. Yeah. We we've we've all read that. All of our elder candidates have to read that book. Um that's really good. I'll tell you what, uh, another good book, just to kind of point people to, is uh, Jesus on Every Page by David Murray. Uh, mm. The reason I like that book is because it's a it's an easy-to-read introduction to understanding how Jesus really is the sum and substance of the Scripture. Um, so that's a, that's a great entry-level uh, book that you should pick up and give to your people. It uh, really helps them to, I think, begin to see Scripture in the way that Scripture is designed to be understood. Uh, definitely a good place to go. We also got a. Oh,
1: Nine Marks. Yeah, the Nine Marks. Nine Marks. What about, yeah, Building Healthy Churches series? There's a bunch of books in that series. There's a lot, a lot of good ones.
0: Yeah, so like they've got books on like church discipline and elders and deacons and stuff like that. So you can just choose, right? They're little books. They're easy to read. And the ones that I've read are good. So um, I, I agree. I think that's the Nine Marks series. You can be selective there. Um, the idea, though, is to simply, like, figure out, like, what are the needs, right? So they're going to have theological needs, right, clearly. So you're going to want to make sure that you're giving them material that will help them theologically. And then in their particular ministry context, what's going to help them the most, right? It's why we say, like, well, Gill's commentaries in the Bible are going to be good for everybody. Shepherd leader is going to be good for elders. Um, but just figure it out, you know, and then, uh, you know, don't, you don't want to overwhelm them. You know, you don't want to give them bovink and say, here you go, because they're yep. not going to read that. The, the one out of 100 guys will read it, read some of it. Um, but they, they might actually tackle Burkhoff mm-hmm. and then make their mm-hmm. way through it. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Those are, those are our basic recommendations. Anything
1: else standing out to you, Jimmy? No, I'm trying to kind of actually go through my list.
0: Yeah, I would say um, another, another gift that, uh, that is just, just a gift that I think would help them in a supplemental way would be the Valley of Vision prayer book. Um, ah, it's a good one it's a great I mean it is so helpful to my prayer life and every single person without a fail yet that has read or referenced that book um, they've said it's been a tremendous help to them in their prayer life Yeah, and so that's what you want you want your teachers your preachers your Sunday school teachers to be people of prayer who, who are actually growing in prayer learning uh, to um, to really seek the Lord in that
1: mm. which leads us to our second email ah here we go uh logan logan uh let's see here we go hello to the jofo i don't want to make this long so here you go and look it's long i know
0: like what the heck bro
1: <laughs> i don't want to make this long that's so what they here say everybody who's I hey, i don't
0: mean to insult you
1: but but and then the insult follows here we go i've grown up in the church and i've recently started wondering why we all close our eyes when we pray Aren't we speaking with the living god i don't close my eyes when i'm speaking with anyone so why should i when speaking to the lord i cannot think of any commandments to close thine eyes in scripture (laughs) so i'm wondering when that tradition possibly started why it's beneficial or why it could be better to address god with our eyes open what do you all think about this odd question love the pod thanks for all you do hmm well listen there's a very good reason
0: for this um I guess it hasn't really been talked about much, which is what's a good question. But the reason Christians close their eyes when they pray is because uh, you know the Bible says no one can see God and live. So if God shows up when you're praying, mm. you're dead. You're dead. That's why you close your eyes. It's a safety measure. Safety measure? You never know. You never, You yeah. gotta be ready. Got, at all times. Do keep them closed tight. Sort of like when you're scared. Mm. You close your eyes because you don't want to see the boogeyman because if you is see it, him, mm. yep, yep. If you see him, you're, you're done.
1: I mean, I've walked through haunted houses, whatever they are. <laughs> like you know what I mean, like those, like the, the Halloween stuff. You don't see a thing. I, I just close my eyes, and I'm just like holding on to my friend. I'm like, go, go, Nate, go.
0: You know, the first haunted house my dad ever took me to. Yeah. I remember it. I remember it, it was in West Chicago. Uh huh. It was an old house near the train tracks, mm. near the the General Mills plants that are now not longer General Mills plants.
1: Was and- it my house?
0: No, no, uh, no. It, It's an old two two or three story house. But no, it wasn't a house. It wasn't a home. It was oh it was empty and it was owned by like a company. They would use it for haunted houses. And this would have been in the uh seventies. Oh, never mind. Sorry. So um brick. Yeah, it It's been. <laughs> it's it's really close to the what used to be the gas station. Yes. Yeah. Okay, it's right over there. On the north side. side.
1: Yep. That was, I think that was my. That oh, one. man. No, oh, no, 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 no. So if you, okay, you cross, if you're General Mills Plant, yep, right, you Washington Street, yep, right, you cross the trail, the, yep. the railroad tracks, yep. le- right there left. on the left. That yep. was my house.
0: So it's probably the one
1: after that? And I think the one right at, it was yeah. right next to it. Yeah. So it was that, that two story right yep. there. We lived on the top floor, Uh, old couple lived uh, below. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, we did in this haunted house, and uh, here's
0: my first time ever. And of course, I'm you know I'm scared. It's all mm-hmm, dark. Um, mm-hmm. My dad's holding me in his arms, and we're walking through. And uh, this guy in a devil mask is like a classic, like rubber devil mask. Comes up with a flashlight on his face. This is you know, seventy. And he's like, bah! and my response was to stick up my tongue and go. <laughs> yeah, and closing my eyes. All right, man. Listen, uh, actually, because I
1: don't want to. Oh, Jimmy was
0: singing to me earlier. He was singing to me that Aerosmith song that they didn't write, which is why it's so terrible. Um. From Armageddon. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Classic. 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 Mm -hmm. Mm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Jeez. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So let's just talk about it. Closing your eyes. Jimmy, is closing your eyes to pray necessary? Is that something that you have to do that you're supposed to do? Uh, No. 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 There's nothing in the scripture that says you need to close your eyes when you pray. Um, You can pray with your eyes open. Yeah. You can pray with your eyes closed. Sometimes... You have to pray with your eyes open. That when you're driving. When you're walking, <laughs> like mowing the lawn. Mm-hmm. In fact, when you read scripture, prayer happens in a lot of different ways. Yep. Uh, when you read the narratives, read Nehemiah, you'll see like there's spontaneous prayer, brief prayer, prayer in the midst of circumstances that are unfolding right before your mm-hmm. eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's formal prayer, uh, informal, there's all kinds. So yeah, sometimes you will out of necessity pray with your eyes open. Um, but is it? can it be helpful to pray with your eyes closed? Yes. Why, why oh. do we tend to do it?
1: Uh, distractions. Yep. Distractions. Yeah. Uh, it, it closes out yep. the world from you yep. visually yep. so that you can focus. Yep. I heard someone say, and I don't really buy into this so much, but like you close your eyes because when you're praying to God, you don't want to be associating some sort of idol with God. Like what? Yeah,
0: yeah, I've heard that too. I was like,
1: what? (laughs) Like, it's it's not the same when I'm driving. I mean, I've watched you drive, like, you know, driving, praying. You're not sitting there thinking, oh, I'm confused. The car in front of me is Jesus.
0: Yeah, I would say there's a difference between focusing on a picture of Jesus while you're praying and just praying with your eyes open. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I don't buy that either. Uh, Of course, if you have a temptation to do that, then yeah, close your eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know yourself and you know your frame, uh, yeah, I think so. I think you clo- We we tend to close our eyes so that we can focus. We're not as easily distracted because, guy, you know what it's like, man. If you're a human being. If something comes into your peripheral vision, you're gonna like you're gonna yeah, look. You look.
1: Like, I, what is that? It's what happens to me every time we're in here. Someone go, I could see it. I, yeah, you see, like it's just a car. We know car, it's a car. We know. I it's a I, ca- car. We have. Huh? What's that? Oh, what's, what's going oh, okay. on? Okay, squirrel. Yeah, it, it, we're just
0: wired that way. We're going to look. We're gonna drift, anyways. <laughs> Even if your eyes are closed, your mind will wander, and you'll still yep. drift. So yeah, we close our eyes to focus. It's not mandated, though. I have seen people se- essentially shame others, like your eyes were open. I've I've heard pastors called out by congregants.
1: Uh, really? for praying
0: from the pulpit with their eyes open. Okay. Now, that and I think the assumption is like, well, you're not
1: you're not focusing, you're not sincere, you're looking around. So, you know what's funny? So we say this, typically, uh if I'm leading prayer confession, right? Uh for a Sunday morning, um my eyes open.
0: Yeah, cuz you want to judge people as they're confessing their
1: no. sins. Oh. <laughs> okay, now this sounds really <laughs> weird now. Like You're reminded of things to pray for as I'm like scanning the crowd. Yeah. Like it reminds me of certain things that hey we should be praying for this yeah. in this moment you know yeah
0: people are hurting they're going through yeah. stuff listen and yes oftentimes when you're praying for people or over people your eyes are open yeah. because you're taking them into account yeah that's totally fine many you now. listen i tend to pray with my eyes closed as a general rule because it helps me to focus sometimes you know it's my preaching my eyes will shut because i'm focusing on something and i'm mm. trying to recall it right it's just it's, so it's it's not that you have to do it though i'm sure there are some that would say you sh- you, you need to or you mm-hmm, have to mm-hmm. I so, no, man, ain't a big deal. Uh, but just recognize, like, just don't be the guy that says like you know, praying with your eyes is closed is dumb. And that's not what you're saying, but like, don't be that guy. Yeah, uh, because it it can be helpful. And I think as a general rule, it probably is helpful for most people. Yeah, good, good idea when you can just to focus and um, you know to uh, to recall like I. You know, I I will frequently pray with my eyes open as I'm reading scripture. Mm. Like I'm reading it mm-hmm. when I'm using the dwell mm-hmm. app sponsor of ours this month. Um, but we, Jimmy and I do use the dwell app. I yep. love the dwell app. It is amazing. And uh, so, yeah, I'll listen to it. I'll also oftentimes read along with it if I'm sitting down at my desk and I'm praying. Yeah, absolutely praying while doing
1: that. Mm-hmm. Totally fine.
0: But yeah, as a general, I, I pray with my eyes closed. It's fine. Well, and let's just, let's just say this. There are different approaches to prayer. Yeah and so sometimes eyes closed is going to be ideal and sometimes eyes open is going to be better you got formal prayer and informal prayer. Yep. informal like man when i'm you know taking a shower like it's not wrong to pray mm-hmm. uh you know when i'm mowing the lawn not wrong no it's fine like so there's informal prayer when you're doing various things and then there's formal prayer Yep. when you're very not that you're not serious but like you are focused intense like this is a a sober moment mm, let's say mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe it's in your devotional time maybe it's you're praying with your spouse or your kids uh it's going to be more formal the language becomes more formal and yep. that's appropriate it's not inappropriate yep um there's, there's a time where you can be less formal never treating god trivially you That's know, right. He's, he's not your bud yep oh that that gets me <laughs> i know sup <laughs> dog oh no 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 don't do that. <laughs> if don't somebody do that. closes their eyes and goes What's up, G-Dog? G, G- Dog? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I'm out. I'm out. Don't do that. <laughs> like, the guy's not going to crush or, you for it, but like, it's, just, or, it's not reverent. Oh, yeah. There ought to be reverent. D- Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've said it before, and I know they meant well, but like, I was at an event, and this person was leading prayer up at the front, and she's like, hey, God. And I was like, "Man, mm. mm. And see, I would just pull that person aside and be like, hey, listen, I know what you're going for. I think it's cool that you have that relationship with the Lord but you're leading other people.
1: Mm-hmm. A bit more formality mm-hmm. here is probably better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: A bit more seriousness. For sure. For sure. What For about sure. posture, Jimmy? Do you think there's a there's a place to vary your posture intentionally when you're praying, like, you know, on your knees versus on your face versus Yeah.
1: No, absolutely. I mean, I think definitely there's been uh times. And it, I think it also depends on where I'm at, right? Oh, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, it's <laughs> not into like, Yeah, it's not like a, <laughs> I'm just at the at the grocery store laying on the floor just <laughs> right, What's like, that word, Jimmy? Huh? When you lay down, what's that word? What is it? P-prostate. Prostate. Prostate. Ah! <laughs> I do. I just, I,
0: I do. I had to put the pressure on. I would have made the same mistake. If you put the pressure on me,
1: but like prostrate. Yeah. But there's, there's been times yeah. where, you know, um, I felt that to yeah, yeah. I got, I get on my knees. Yeah. You know, um,
0: I've been so broken before. Yeah. And just, Pleading with God, man. I'm just flat on my yep. face. I'm just yep. praying, pleading. And uh, yeah, on your absolutely like there's there's a, there's a, there's value in it. I mean, it, again, it is that is a you know raising your hands in prayer is a yep. biblical expression. Yep. People don't usually talk about that very much. Kneeling is an expression. Um, I don't think maybe there is. I don't know. There might be a reference to sitting in prayer or two. I have to go back. I'm drawing a blank. Mm. Anyway, but uh, yeah, I think there's a there's definitely reasons to actually consider posture. And that's yeah. all, that's what we're talking about. Like you vary your approach depending on your circumstance, yes. need, uh, you know, time and place, you know, all of that, going to come into, Oh yeah. Going to come into consideration here. But uh, yeah, man, uh, you know what? Pray it up and, oh. uh, and, and use all of the tools and resources that are helpful for you. What's going to move you to prayer or help you in your prayer? Jimmy and I will all vouch for, The Valley of Vision. That's a a great tool for us. And actually, in November, I will be starting up my regular rhythm of using it. Uh, It's been a while, so I'm going to start it up in November.
1: Nice. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram, Twitter, at Doc and Diva, or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineandDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast here at the store, joe and grab some gear. we got the first part every Monday and Thursday. we got blog posts and video content over at the website. And if you want to support the podcast, get exclusive commercial-free content, you're going to want to subscribe to Doctrine and Devotion all day access subscribers get free weekly devotional meditations monday through friday and the banter truth podcast every tuesday to sign up click the link on your podcast player for this episode that says support this podcast or head over to doctrine and devotion.com slash all access later